Sweet as Honey, the podcast. Hey, honeybees, welcome back to another episode of the Sweetest Honey Podcast. Sweetest Honey, the podcast. I like that you want that to be the theme song so badly. So badly. It's it's the unofficial theme song. Unofficial. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> so, how do you feel today, honey? Like, I know that your energy is like, yeah. Sorry. It's uh, okay. It is Shark Week and like day two of Shark Week, so like it's... I just don't feel great. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm here. It's fine. Like, there could be worse things than my uterine walls sloughing off. Gross. Mm-hmm. I, it was really sexy the way that you put that. Like, I like I it. do what I can. <laughs> I'm aroused. I'm not comfortable. I like it. I like it a lot. So, um, so yeah, like yours started like the day that mine ended, the yeah. day after or something like that. So <laughs> better you than me. <laughs> being in a uh, two woman relationship. Or just like a two vajayjay relationship. Yeah, like, we'll go with that. It's not a great time. Also, I just wish that you would just submit and just do it the same time that I did it so that we could just have one shitty week instead of half a shitty month. Um, Thanks so much. Yeah, I've, I mean, I'm tried. Thanks. How come you can't get yours Thanks to jump on with mine? Because right, that's not how that works. The alpha doesn't change, honey. That's not, that's not how it works. I feel like definitely my uterus would be the most dominant of the two uteruses in our household. Would what do it you be think? uteri? Uteruses. I said what I said. Cool. Um, <laughs> probably. I mean, you are the alpha of our little pack, so. Running with the wolf. I got the, the alpha uterus. That's fine. Mine just um, is a little weak and likes to, like, be dramatic and, and hang. And ruin. And do, do shit for eight to nine days instead of a shorter amount of time. Bless your heart. And you don't even need it. That's the that's the trash part. Yeah, I really don't want any of it. Like, they could take all of it. Yeah. Yep. And you could grow a beard. Remember we talked about that in our first <laughs> online. <laughs> uh. I was talking to my mom about that last weekend where I was like, they should just take this shit out. Because she was like, I don't even need this shit anymore. Like, I'm not going to do anything with it. It's just, just take it all out. I was like, yeah, same. And like, I would be like, I could grow like a nice little goatee. It would be cute. Oh, man. Yeah, I remember talking to my dad about um, just how uncomfortable it was. And I was like, man, I wish I could just get it all taken out. And he was like, why don't you? And I was like, oh, the privilege, sir. The privilege. Right. Oh, bless him. I know. (sighs) So besides all of your little fun shit you got going on over there, Mm -hmm. how's your week been? What's new? Oh, it's been... uh, okay um the highlight of like the best part about my week was that i mentioned wanting brownies and was like man i wish that you know we had some brownies right now and you gathered the ingredients from our pantry and made me brownies from scratch and they were fucking delicious yeah they were so good and she's wanting more brownies after this so we got the stuff on the counter so when we get done podcasting i'll be a nice wife and bake some more brownies because oh brownies boy. Sound good too. oh my god they're so good yes, y'all i'm not sharing with me oh no with anyone oh, besides you it's gonna be like i'm putting nuts in half of them like I'm no like uh but, but yeah how's, how's how's the week been for uh for you 
Oh, <laughs> it's been a little, been a little crazy. It has been a week. So I think that we addressed this a couple episodes ago, but our two little older puppies mm-hmm. um, have been having some health issues. Uh, the little boy, um, especially like if you guys follow us on Instagram, you'll see kind of all of these updates. Again, we are sweetasthoney.love on Instagram. You should follow us. It's a great time. And make sure that you watch the stories because I'm a hot mess and it's very entertaining. Uh, but our little boy was having some issues where his right eye has been getting really swollen and he had seven teeth extracted. We didn't even know he had seven teeth to be taken out, but he is still able to eat and run and skip and hop and jump and be mouthy as always. And the eye swelling stopped for a while and then it started up again about maybe a little less than two weeks after we had taken him to the vet and we took him back. And I think I've decided that this vet is a lunatic because I took my sweet little precious boy to this vet (laughs) and watched him really aggressively handle this little eight pound dog. And he ripped a scab off of my tiny dog's face you guys when i tell you there is not a horror movie that i will ever see again (laughs) in my life that will give me the Mm. nightmares and turn my stomach the way that watching that vet rip the scab off of my dog's face i have had nightmares about it it still makes me weak to think about i cried on the way home from the vet because of what like i was just feeling so terribly for my little man so i've decided that he's insane because he is And that was really stressful. But since then, we've been giving him compresses and things like that. But now I just feel freaked out that this is like the second vet that we've been to in the last few years. And I'm just like, they third in about three years. And I'm just like, all of these vets are insane. Like they're all fucking batshit crazy. And the vet told me like, okay, well, when it starts to scab up, just, you just take it off. And I'm just like, do you understand like what the body does when it is healing itself? Yeah. I will not be tearing a scab off of my dog's eye. I really didn't understand that. Like, and then I was telling my mom about it and she was like, I've heard that before. And I said, from where? And she was like, I'm not really sure. And I was like, I feel like you're just making shit up right now. Right. Like, don't do that. Right. Because all that it is is dead skin. It's forming a protective barrier for the skin underneath to be able to heal itself. And after it's done healing, you know, subdermally or underneath the scab, the scab will slough off the same way that if you scrape your knee, you're not just going to pick at it because what's it going to do? It's going to scar. It's going to take longer to heal. And of course, you know, he goes and tears off this almost healed scab. And then my buddy boy has got like his eyes bleeding and oozing again. So I'm having to, you know, and I didn't even know if the vet had like washed his hands. So I went home and like obsessively cleaned my little dog. Like it just freaked me out a whole lot. And he was, he was not happy. I took him to Starbucks and we got him a little pup cup because he deserved all of the treats and all of the love. He did. I swear that vet's on drugs. Like y'all imagine like somebody doing the way that somebody's like jacked up when they do Coke or they take too much Adderall that's like what this dude is like but allison has (laughs) been you know you've taken animals to him before and he has done well but again that would have been what 10 years ago yeah 10 to 13 yeah a while ago so maybe things are just different i don't know maybe that's just unorthodox i don't know but if we go back to that particular animal clinic we will not i will specifically request um the other surgeon that i know either did our dog surgery or assisted in our dog surgery so that was a thing. My heart's very broken about that, but he is doing okay. 
And so if you guys missed the last Pink Dick Chronicles, there's a part two to the Pink Dick Chronicles. Um, Pink for those Dick of you part two. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. <laughs> so if you do not remember the first part of the Pink Dick Chronicles, or if for whatever reason, this is the first episode of this podcast mm-hmm. you're listening to, hey, it's going to get a little weird. Um, so just to recap, Pink Dick is our male neighbor. And he is a moron. I call him Pink Dick because he is a small cis heterosexual white man. Um, and white men, from my experience, have like pink dicks. So Pink Dick. I think that pink dicks are funny. So just to recap, this lunatic that lives next door to us. Lunatic is the day of the word. This lunatic that lives next door to us really enjoys being up hella early on Saturdays doing dumb shit. The last dumb thing he was doing, he was up at like 730 in the morning pressure washing his fence we don't know why the fence has been up for like a year and a half um it's not dirty it doesn't look any different now that i think that he's done pressure washing it versus when he did it so he was outside i go outside because i'm woken up and i'm irritated and i go hey how about can we not and then he got a little sassy with me and was like well what do you mean what would be a better time to do this and i was like i don't know not seven o'clock in the morning or eight o'clock in the morning nine or ten would make sense just not this early and he proceeded to call me rude I went into my house and closed the door um, and let him reflect on that and I'm pretty sure that his you know Allison and I have agreed that his wife made him write a letter to apologize Mm -hmm. and here we are two weeks later to the date (laughs) and what time is it 7 51 a.m and what's happening next door 10 feet away from our bedroom where we lay our heads fucking noise yeah, it was earlier than that, but the hammering started at 7.50. Yeah. So, again, after he had apologized, mm-hmm. written this letter of apology, being like, I'm so sorry, you're absolutely right, I would respond the same way, here we are in this situation again, so at this point, I write him a letter. <laughs> and in that letter, it was the most beautifully written fuck you letter of all time that basically stated, like, you're dumb, Yep. And you're doing a bad job and Number you're a piece two. of shit. Number Don't three. Don't talk to me. You're the worst. Number four. And here is the letter. <laughs> Pink dick and wife. She actually wrote their names, but... Is it... <laughs> it is a displeasure to be writing this note at all, but especially at 8 a.m. on a Saturday morning. It has been two weeks since we addressed this very issue, yet here we are again. I question the intent behind your initial correspondence. After being awakened before 8 a.m., at least at 7.51, I understand why. No, it does not matter if someone else was doing the work. In the letter, there was an interesting sentiment expressed. Quote, I hope we can continue to be good neighbors to each other, end quote. The interesting part is that we've always made an effort to be what we consider good neighbors by being quiet, courteous, and out of the way. This task is one that still needs work on your end. In closing, once again, we ask that all loud work, this includes hammering, building, pressure washing, the use of power tools, electrical or gas powered lawn equipment, demolition, slamming car doors, slamming your fence, loud music, yelling, etc. be reserved for after 9 a.m. Monday through Sunday, but especially on Saturdays and Sundays. This is our only request of you as the occupants of the home where this work typically occurs 10 feet or more from the head of our bed. Please respect it. It is my sincere hope that this is the last conversation we ever have. Please do not respond with another letter. Your understanding and cooperation will speak for themselves. With utmost dismay, Tiffany. 
<laughs> I really think that you missed an opportunity to include drum circles. Like, <laughs> I I know that there haven't been any drum circles, you know, to, to say yet. Um, but I just think it would have been really funny. I agree. I could see how yeah. that might have even needed to be explained there. So I guess we'll see. Yeah. In maybe two more weeks, if that's something that we need to address again. Yeah. Um, but again, anybody without children, if you have pets, like they've got a fence in the backyard, if you would like to make an offer on the house, please email info at sweetesthoney.love. I would be so happy to pull comps for you, let you know <laughs> what the property values are if you are looking for Which, um, a three-bedroom, yeah. two-bathroom home in a rural area. It's pretty quiet on our street. Yeah. Um, yeah, but again, like, I, I don't like children. We don't like kids and would prefer they not be in our vicinity. So, like, if you have older kids, chill. If you're quiet, you mind your business. I don't want to be friends. Just I want a neighbor that's just going to mind their business and leave us alone and cut their grass at, like, a reasonable time of the day. Yeah. So, it's terrible. That's a lot to ask for. It is. I know. So, that's Pink <laughs> Chronicles Part 2. Uh, stay tuned to see how the story develops. Um, so yeah, babe, a new thing that's happened, a story I've been really, really interested in, sad about, mm -hmm. whatever. Um, the world is on fire and part of the world um, is on fire because of a gender reveal party. And for the rest of this episode, we're mm. going to call it exactly what it is, as in a genital reveal party. Oh, people no. are so obsessed with genitalia. Cisgendered people are so obsessed with, is it an any or is it an Audi? And what does that mean for the rest of their life and let's do a whole lot of crazy insane shit to celebrate that and make an announcement about what's in my baby's diaper okay yeah it's creepy right and yeah. that's how we want you to feel we want this language to make you feel so nauseated and gross that like when you hear gender reveal it makes you like throw up in your mouth a little bit i feel like if we were watching some type of british show on tv like somebody would be echoing pedo <laughs> on here right now pedophile so <laughs> as you know i don't know if the honeybees know or not but so i like to call this the gender reveal was lit. Okay. Oh, no. So oh, <laughs> this is about oh. last Saturday, <laughs> September 5th, a quote, smoke generated pyrotechnic device used at a genital reveal party in El Dorado Ranch Park, California, which is approximately 70 miles east of LA, caused 13,592 acres of land to burn. Fuck's sake. To burn. Why? Because they were really excited about what was in their baby's diaper that they had to set a little bit more of California on fire. Mind you, in the year 2020, to date, more than 2 million acres of California land has burned because of wildfires. And this contributed to that. This is nuts. And the fact that this was starting in Southern California and it's made its way up to Oregon, Washington, and like even Eastern states is ridiculous like further east like you know okay neighboring further states. east i was like not eastern like, states not like no not I gotcha. like i understand the east coast but 
<laughs> east from California. Yes. So this is insane. And something else that I think is really, really interesting. Um, I don't know exactly how I came across this article, but somebody named Jenna Car Carvnidis. Carvnidis. I'm not really sure how you pronounce her last name, but she is a white suburban mom who is credited with the popularization of gender reveal parties back in 2008. Ooh. So um, this person gave birth to a female assigned birth human um, back in 2008, 2009-ish. So now that person is about, what, uh, 10 or 11, 11 or 12 years yeah. old? Yeah. Uh, the, the kid is about 10 to 12 years old right now. And um, <laughs> it's really interesting now because I've seen a couple articles where last year this person was interviewed um, on NPR or something like that, talking about how her relationship and I, um, ideas about gender have changed. Hmm. Because now, guess what? That assigned female at birth human being is gender nonconforming and oh. is now leading conversations with her family about gender and the gender spectrum and things like that. So now mom is having to become a little bit more educated and is like, well, we should just celebrate the fact that there's a human life. So, of course, in this decade of motherhood, they're really, you know, feeling differently about things you know they've evolved and that they understand things differently now and understand like it's kind of a little bit squicky that we kind of do these things and that they're such a big deal and you know we're just celebrating the fact that we've got like a healthy human being and I really really love that mentality and wish that other people would adapt to that right um and I'm also like super in love with this kid like not in like a weird like pedo way but um <laughs> just this kid is just really really cute and um in one of the articles I believe, I don't want to misquote her, but it was something to the effect of, hey, and that, you know, baby girl that I gave birth to wears suits, you know? And it, I thought that was really, really mm. cute. And also like this kid is dapper as fuck, very well dressed, oh. okay? So I just thought that was really, really cute. But at the same time, you know, a lot of the queer community right now are kind of in, I don't want to say upheaval, but you know, we're all kind of like, why the fuck are people still doing this? Number one, nobody can tell you what their gender is except for that person, except for an individual. You cannot tell somebody what their gender is. Your genitalia does not define your gender. I don't know how many what? different ways we have to explain this to people. So you're saying mm -hmm. that if I was born with a vagina, that doesn't necessarily mean that I identify as a female? Precisely. Oh my God. I'm going to take it a step further. Doesn't mean you have to identify as a male just because you don't identify as oh a female either. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. Wow. Or you could identify as both. My mind is blown. Or more than that. Or somewhere in between. Or somewhere outside of. <laughs> It's insane. Like <laughs> gender is a social construct and the older that I get and the more that things kind of click into place, it's really, really interesting. So I had a conversation with an internet friend the other day um, about something that I posted and you know, her response was kind of, well, I don't really know how to feel about that. Does it take anything away from the experience and being able to relate to these people and to celebrate them? And my response to that was, absolutely not like I'm not saying that we shouldn't celebrate the fact that there's going to be a new human being that is absolutely something that's worth celebration that is absolutely something worth coming together and being excited about and sharing this positive energy about welcoming a new life into this world but do we need to really celebrate their genitals I, I, that's weird I agree 
So we would like to propose a list of things, and this is not um, a finite list, just a list, just to kind of get people's brains in the mood for um, kind of shifting this narrative and thinking about things differently. If you're pregnant, if you're having a kid, if you still have a very young kid, if you think that parenthood is somewhere on your path in life, maybe these are some things to think about coming hmm. from a couple of queer people and um, people that enjoy kind of playing with gender and yeah. playing with language and things like that. So we kind of started a list and just wanted to share this list with you guys. And if y'all have ideas, share those ideas with us. We would love to shout those out and think about them and discuss them further and share them on social media. So here's ways to celebrate a new human without talking about their genitals. So what if we started a savings account for the new being? Okay. To just like... Just for, ways for, to celebrate. Okay, so do you just want to start it off with like, instead of a gender reveal party, let's just what do, if we have like yeah. a life celebration party? Yeah, or even just go back to the original fucking baby showers, but everybody is invited Right, because I did forget that baby showers are typically something that just the mm -hmm. the women identified people do mm -hmm. participate in. So baby right. showers for everybody. Mm -hmm. All inclusive baby showers. Yeah, life celebration. I like that. Yeah. Okay. And then what would that look like? So, uh, we we would still do like the the party games, right? Mm -hmm. Like all the stupid diaper games, or like uh, guess how big the baby's gonna be, or some yeah. shit like that. Um, but instead of like using specifically gendered colors like pink and blue, why not just yellows and greens? Or um, I think you suggested it. Any just the pastels, whole, the whole color fucking spectrum yeah. is totally okay. Uh, so it could do that. Okay. Um, and then what about like gifts? So I was thinking oh. things like what about like inclusive text and literature? So like anti-racist books, books about all kinds of families, dynamics, books with gender neutral language. Um, even if these are just kind of like the parent and me books that you read to your baby before bedtime or, yeah. you know, they go and pick up a book and want you to read that to them or it's yeah. just things that you read. So the chil chil specifically children's books right. is what you're referring to. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that makes total sense. Yeah. So, um, one that I had, another game, especially if you have um, uh, other parents there, so it's not just women-faced, would be um, to do, like, a, a bet, mm -hmm. right? So, people who enjoy betting or whatever, you get a pool together and you uh, bet on the due date. Mm -hmm. And then, like, you could even put, like, times added in there to, like, add extra special things on there. So in case uh, you guys have props. not figured it out by now, Allison has been um, enjoying sports. I'm so glad they're back. Yeah. Safely. Uh, yeah. I also, <laughs> like, 100%, I feel like for any type of party involving anything, I just want a rainbow cake. I just want some cake. My birthday party, your baby party, your celebration of life party, my retirement funeral. Retirement party. <laughs> retirement party. Um, awake. <laughs> rainbow cake. It's okay. always appropriate for everything always. Okay, that's, that's good. That's good. <laughs> um, you know how, like, when you go to baby showers, um, a lot of the times they'll have a banner and it'll be, like, baby girl or baby boy, mm -hmm. and it's always in pink or blue? Those are terrible. What if we just did baby, mm -hmm. uh, and if you wanted to customize it even more, you could put, like, the baby's last name. Little human. Yeah. New being. Yeah. Little being. Yeah. Because pregnant people do usually tend to give the 
the being like a nickname in yeah. utero. So Emily, I know that you're going to be listening to this. So like <laughs> Emily is pregnant, like our friend and mm-hmm. like, she's like family, um, is pregnant right now. Mm-hmm. And Emily will, Emily's baby to be, um, she will call her Parker and I call the baby Parker Bean. Because, you know, for the longest time, you just call the baby like a little bean. So I call her Parker Bean. So yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what about educational and development toys instead? Like things that focus on shapes, animals, numbers, uh, music, and things like that. Because when you think about it, babies don't really need a whole lot. Like it's a baby um, they're going to learn a lot through, you know, like Touch, you talking tactile. to them through talk. Right. But like when you think about a newborn baby, especially like mm. that first like year of life, they're not really up in a, they're not mobile just yet. They're not going to be mobile for a while. So it's really important to improve on their cognitive function and cognitive growth um, more so than it just being like, oh, look, a whole bunch of like pretty stuffed animals and pink things and baby elephants and stuff like that versus like music and things to enlighten them and engage them. And again, it still keeps that um, the information that they're taking in neutral. Why are we always forcing so much gendered stuff from the time of conception, it seems like. So from about five months, when you figure out what that kid is, you've already got all these ideas about what the next (laughs) five, 10, 15, 20 years are supposed to look like for this person. It's a newborn baby. Let's treat it like just a clean slate and just give them all of the things that they need for development. Yeah, and I feel like all of the unassociated, like the things that we have learned about gender Mm -hmm. up until this point of our lives, Um, it's, it's kind of like the same for me as unlearning, uh, systemic racism Mm -hmm. and things of that sort. So like, uh, up until this point, you know, unless you were part of, um, non-white cultures, uh, there were, there are two genders and that's it. Mm -hmm. So, uh, it, but they didn't know the gender of the baby until birth anyway, because they didn't have sonograms and shit like that. Right. But even, you know, you talking about that and some things that you've shared with me before, Mm -hmm. your hair. Yeah. And the fact that like you, it took you a while to kind of get away from like the bows and the frilly and the frou-frou, but you had hair down to your ass for the longest time since you were there. And your mom even had like some resistance to you cutting all of your Mm -hmm. hair off. It took you two, two years. Like you had talked about wanting to cut your hair for about a year and a half, two years before you actually went through with it. And I'm sure that a lot of that was still deep rooted in, oh, but I'm a girl and it's a feminine thing and this is what I'm supposed to do mm-hmm. and this is how I'm supposed to look and like, oh, but like, even though it's something stupid like hair and that your quality of life is better without you having the hair. It yeah. was so much hair. Um, so I think that things like that are interesting because even as a little kid, you know, you remember the way that your mom, the emphasis that she placed mm-hmm. on how you looked and how you appeared and that you were very much like a very girly looking little kid mm-hmm. when you didn't have any say so and well what i tried i know uh, i tried i hated the bows mm-hmm. i would you know lose them mm-hmm. and by lose them i mean take them off on purpose and set them down somewhere where i knew that uh, no one would find them mm-hmm. ever um i hated wearing dresses and verbalized that on a regular basis and it was just an oh well we're going to church you wear a dress mm-hmm. so Hated it. Yeah. Like, my mom taking... I had a fucking bow hanger. Yeah. In my room. And my mom <laughs> taking down that bow hanger, like, she cried. She's probably still got all them bows somewhere down there in the damn basement. I think she gave them to my sister for my niece. 
She's still got some of them bugs down there. I'm t- I promise. Probably, she probably still has a pacifier of mine down there somewhere. <laughs> Pacifiers, lots of hair, baby teeth. Um, <laughs> I don't know about the baby teeth, but like that you woman, that woman is sentimental as fuck. She is very sentimental. She, it's so sweet, but at the same time, just throw it away. Right. Throw away my finger painting from pre-K. And my fingernails like, from the first time you ever clipped we them don't, when I was a baby. We don't need that. She still got like your little umbilical cord Gross. after it fell off. So many people keep that and put it in a scrapbook. I'm sure that she probably does have that somewhere. <laughs> and I'm going to find it when she passes away and be like, this is the most disgusting thing. Mm, mummified baby skin. Ew. Mm. Okay, well, back to our um, our baby showers. Mm-hmm. So I like games a lot. Yeah. And so most of my ideas were around games. Mm-hmm. So one that I thought of, or we kind of thought of it together was that, uh, and it goes along the same lines as what you were talking about, uh, that we we each person gets a pin with like a shit ton of ribbons on it, mm-hmm. like little small cut up ribbons around it, uh, and they put it on their shirt. And anytime that gendered language is used, then you lose one of your ribbons, mm-hmm. and uh, whoever has the most ribbons at the end of the shower gets like a badass prize. Yeah. Or if your friends are a bunch of lushes, if you are the pregnant person and you don't mind people drinking, what if you make it a drinking game? So anytime anybody says, boy, girl, she, her, um, he, him, then, you know, the same thing. You take a drink and then like everybody's like freaking That whole party would be shit faced. Yeah, they are. But at the same time, it's a good way just for like lighthearted practice. Yeah. Um, Because, you know, again, like we've said before, we still practice even when we see strangers, we try to talk out loud. That's kind of our... Our thing that we do is singular they them unless it is disclosed I can find it somewhere even like if I'm just scrolling through Instagram and see a celebrity like Sam Smith Sam Smith is a they them <laughs> Sam Smith let us know what their pronouns were yeah last year something like that so yeah. even if it is somebody that I know or am familiar with if it's a celebrity or somebody you know that I'm just familiar with or whatever if it's not in their bio if they're famous I can go and see if I find it just so that it's just a good practice to have because I don't ever want to misgender yeah. anybody. And they, them is as neutral as language as we have access to right yeah. now for not misgendering yeah. someone. And it takes practice. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my gosh. Um, you know, it. Some one person we already know who um, their pronouns are they, them. Mm-hmm. It still takes forever to like in my brain I have to like stop what I was doing and what was preconceived already Mm -hmm. built in that habit and correct it and then when other people refer to this person um as anything besides they them trying to politely correct them just be like they Mm -hmm. and continue on Mm -hmm. and it always they always catch off guard for a second but Mm -hmm. the more that that happens the more they're going to have it in the forefront of their their brains. Mm-hmm. I was going to say minds and brains, and mm-hmm. then it was going to come out mains. Mm-hmm. <sighs> their mains. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So it just takes a lot of practice and conscious effort and thought. It does. So that would just be a fun excuse for drinking. Yeah. But at the same time, it's not like, no, you're, don't misgender anybody. Don't, you know, it's just like a fun thing. Like, oh, you said him, take a drink, you know? So that way, you know, it's like a lighthearted way. And then you kind of get the practice and it's lighthearted and it's fun. Yeah. And it's just a way to practice. And it's like, nobody gets hurt in this. Like, make sure that it's like maybe mimosas though. And that y'all are not like full on doing like vodka shots at brunch for a baby shower because (laughs) y'all will probably be fucked up especially if you're tequila. married into this practice no 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 little oh, white girl 
my with bad. your freaking OTBT sandals on now. Like, oh, relax. Okay. Um, my bad. But yeah, bad. like, I thought that that would be like a really, really cute idea. And also something else we thought would be really, really cool would be like a gender neutral baby name like Jar or something like that. So if the same way that you can like guess the gender if they're like oh we don't know what we want to we want to name the, the baby. baby yet then you know maybe they could have little scraps of paper and everybody can submit or look for or study you know gender neutral gender names. neutral names yeah and that would be really really like a cool collaborative way to think about gender neutral names and to hear other gender neutral names that maybe you wouldn't have considered before yeah. or that you haven't heard of or to come up with a new way to spell or pronounce yes. something that was pretty cool so i don't know those are just some things that we've thought about right we were talking about it earlier <laughs> tiffany was like are we about to start planning baby showers and i said no absolutely not and she got so that would be upset. so much fun like, <laughs> you I... you would be great at planning anything though right um planning things for me though i Stressful. really hate it yeah i would rather not i would I can love that especially if it was somebody ideas. else's budget oh. well yeah i'd be like oh my gosh like what's your inspiration what's your budget let me see <laughs> how i can figure out how to do it okay, i mean that's fabulous. not bad but Wonderful, uh, lovely awesome. i just like, my parents' 50th anniversary was last year, and uh, somebody had mentioned possibly doing a party. And the thought of that, I was like, oh, my God, no. <laughs> no. And luckily, my mom was like, please don't plan a party. And I was like, okay, thank God. Because I didn't Lord. want to, but I didn't want you to feel like we didn't care about you. So we took them to dinner instead, and it was great. It was. Yeah, they just had their 51st uh, wedding anniversary and this it was year. just the four of us yeah we didn't do anything this so year nice. for them because well, we couldn't Corona. uh we i can't even yeah we called him we called him oh yeah that was a new thing too that my father-in-law tried to commit suicide again uh, not actually okay. but he is just very clumsy he is he fell over the stubborn. fence the fire department had to be called to get him back it's fine yeah so bless it it, it was a hot mess. but what if we say, because I saw this idea on the internet, right? What if we saved gender reveals for when people actually figure out their gender? I think that's and an then awesome have that idea. In life. I think that's an awesome idea. And hang on just a second and we'll get back to that. Oh. babe so what is this idea about the actual gender reveal party well like i saw something uh on instagram that was talking about how you know when trans people um you know finally come out mm -hmm. and um be their authentic selves that there should be a uh they called it a transition party but i think that it should be a gender reveal at that point so, or, I mean, it could be whatever the hell they wanted to call it, but mm -hmm. ultimately, uh, the thought process was mm -hmm. to bring gifts that were like clothes to, yeah. um, to further their, uh, gender identity or if, um, you know, makeup or like shaving equipment, yeah, or, shaving equipment, yeah. shoot, like whatever it may be to help affirm the way that this person feels, mm -hmm. um, or like if you had like a um someone who identifies as non-binary you could have an ungender reveal i don't know like i just spent spitballing here but uh just to like i said so that people number one know um how this person feels and wants to be affirmed knows the pronouns to use correctly knows which name to call them by so mm -hmm. on so forth and kind of just affirm them that way as a community mm-hmm 
And I thought that was a really cool idea. Hmm. But I wonder what kind of language, because I feel like even with the generations that come after us, like, right. Eventually, you know, um, not to freak anybody else out, but like my biggest fear is the fact that like every time I hear a really loud noise outside, I'm just like, I think it's the apocalypse like happening right before us and that like the world is ending and that um, it's basically like a storm that's rolling in and that it's very near the house and I'm going to hear it coming. And that is something that I think about a lot. And with all the fires and stuff happening, like we're just like, is this the end of the world? Seriously. But if it's not the end of the world and <laughs> Gen Z is not the end, um, Godspeed children. But if it's not the end, I think that they will be, if not the generation, to kind of be the ones where nobody really needs to come out. Nobody really has to say, like, this is who I am. They're just going to be like, oh, Rad, this is this person. They're already going to be prepared to ask for pronouns and just meet people where they are mm. instead of it having to be like, tell me about who you are. And I have so many extra follow-up questions about your identity and how sex works and things like that. I'm really hoping that that kind of dies off with the millennials and, you know, kind of like where there's like a, a, a cut and you know, where it like cuts off and then starts anew where like it kind of starts to die off with us and then it completely dies off with us for the most part. And then like this next generation of people coming after us is like, okay, well, we don't, we don't do that anymore. Like, <laughs> well, I hope that that's the case. Mm -hmm. um, right now, I just feel like we're so divided across the board mm -hmm. that you have these people who um, are parents to Gen Zers mm -hmm. and like they've, convinced them to have the same thought process as them mm -hmm. and so I hope that like we all get that unified it doesn't matter um, but my fear is that we'll continue to have these two completely opposite viewpoints mm -hmm. um, and that yeah. that's kind of scary too I understand especially if uh, 45 continues on as president oh my god guys please make sure that you're registered to vote unless you're a Republican and in which case don't um like, make sure you're registered to vote if you're not going to vote for... Um, and I just... I Speaking along yeah. those same lines, I cannot fathom why, if someone has seen what Donald Trump has done the past four years, they'd be like, yep, definitely want to continue this. But I've seen so many people that are literally doing that. Mm -hmm. I don't mm -hmm. understand. I don't understand. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. We all know Joe Biden is terrible, but it's a lesser evil at this point. So, one of my other... Um, favorite podcast that I like to listen to mm -hmm. is called Scam Goddess. And it's really, really funny that she has uh, the host. Her name is Lacey Mosley, uh, the scam goddess, if you will. Um, Y'all can find that anywhere that you listen to podcasts. It's pretty funny. But something that is really funny is that right now she's doing like merch for her podcast. Uh -huh. And she's got like this whole thing because in one podcast, she was talking about the upcoming election yeah. and says that basically you have to vote for getting shot in the heart or getting shot in the leg because of some weird quote that Joe Biden <laughs> had from back in the day that was like when, you know, he famously said at some point, like it, it when people are being um, approached by the police, that like mm. the police can have the choice. They don't have to shoot to kill. They can just shoot to disable them. So they yeah. should like shoot them in the leg. So she was like a vote for 45 <laughs> is like a vote for shooting in the heart and a vote for Biden is like being shot in the leg. So it's like mm. leg 2020 instead of like going for the heart. That's exactly. Yes, precisely. So it's just like we might like bleed a slow, painful death with Biden, but at least we won't like immediately all be like 
mass murdered oh 100 genocided if you will. yeah and like his uh-huh. the the next person he had um to recommend for the supreme court mm-hmm. what literally he said i this would be my next person that i'd appoint right and that person retweeted it and said by roe v wade wow so like it's legit dangerous yeah and is turning into uh the hands the handmaid's tale for real right i hate it i hate it here right and unfortunately (laughs) um remember guys we can't fucking leave the country because nobody's accepting americans to really be anywhere else right now so it's not like you can get on a plane and go to europe i'm not sure that canada would be so open and welcoming to us right now considering the fact that we can't Follow simple protocols like wearing a fucking mask and washing our hands and staying away from each other and out of restaurants and bars and doing all this extra goofy, dumb shit and keeping our kids home and that we cannot do anything right. I would not want to let Americans in either. And he acted, he said that he like tried to downplay it. Mm -hmm. It is a recording of him saying, well, not that, you know, anybody needs a recording anyway. There's not a way that you can be a smart person and that this is what you think is a good decision. I just don't understand. I don't. Truly. So anyway, back to the, the gays sorry. and the queers that we actually do like. Um, I'm sorry that we got real apocalyptic on you guys, um, but... It feels that way. It does. It does. Wildfires, coronavirus, murder hornets, and with the fires, did you see that fire the tornado? Fire-nado. Oh my fucking God. Like, that seemed like so, the creators of Sharknado came up with that, you know? In a world <laughs> where no one can leave their house, but people are still obsessed with baby genitalia. Oh my god. And Coming you... in the summer of 2021, Fire NATO. Jeez, and it's not, like, it just seems unreal. Mm-hmm. Completely unreal. And right. then you can't, not only can you not leave your house because, you know, corona, but now, like, when you could go outside to, you know, just get fresh air for yourself, there's no fresh air to be... Mm-hmm taken in because it's just smoke yeah so it's scary also it. um if you live in california uh email info at sweetest and tell me why you live there um the ground shakes and everything is on fire and everything is very expensive and it seems to be a very crowded place um that are heavily populated areas um coastal like you get like the beach but also all of the scary things that come along with being very near bodies of water um so like as beautiful as california is i don't understand why people live there i don't know i feel like you'd be so freaked out by the first earthquake that we moved there you'd be like nope we gotta go bye yep not not the ground not i'm being still in the the ground beneath me Mm -mm. is what we were we were watching uh fresh prince of bel-air some reruns of that and uh will experienced his first first earthquake and was freaked the fuck out because he's from philly and that's not supposed to happen the ground is shaking i'm Mm -hmm. still but mm -mm, no ma'am absolutely not no 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 Okay. Now, a tornado I can handle. I don't know about a fire-nado yet, but, like, a tornado, we, we, we got that protocol. I get it. Yeah. I've lived in Florida, so, like, hurricanes, I'm prepared. I know what to do in this situation, but the fucking ground... Like, what are you supposed to do shaking? during an earthquake? Quake? Aren't you supposed to get to, like, a, a door frame or something? I don't know. Shit, I'm gonna have to Google it, y'all. I don't know any I of this shit. I think so. This is all... This is all... See? We have so many dogs. 
how, yeah. how do you wrangle and but see the thing is poppy's already like a little wobbly on his feet so would he just be like he wouldn't know <laughs> no but i'm sure that they would be able to sense that shift you know mm. uh, i don't okay anyway just tell me why you live in california if you live there and is it worth it because like it seems like y'all are not having a great time there and oh, it's no. really like i'm in alabama and i'm saying like it's too fucking hot in california uh-oh you know that the temps in Cali, like on the West Coast, were freaking like 110, 111 degrees. Yeah, just without the humidity. Ooh, Chile. <laughs> Ooh, y'all okay? Are y'all okay in California? I know that the answer is no, but like, are are y'all okay? <laughs> so yeah, I mean, just we just think that it's insane and asinine for us to still. It's it's 2020. Like, why are we still having genital reveal parties? Why are we doing that? Why do you not think that that's weird? And then even to break it down further, when we think about the way that we've been conditioned from conception, from the time that somebody knows what we are, what has already been decided and defined for us Mm. in the way that we move in this world. Because as children, what are little girls taught? Be quiet. You're to be seen and not heard. Clean up after your brother. Uh Uh-huh. Take care of everybody else. We're taught to be the nurturers. We're taught to be the ones that are the most responsible, especially if you're the first in line, especially it doesn't matter if you're the girl one, your virginity is to be protected. Your virtue is very important. Be modest, be meek, be smart, but not so smart as to be intimidating to men, you know, and just now, maybe in the last like five to 10 years, I would say, have parents really been like, no, like that's not the way that I want to bring my kids up. And then even for people that are assigned male at birth, You're supposed to be tough and you're not supposed to cry. You're supposed to toughen Mm -hmm. up. You're supposed to be strong and resilient. Don't talk about your emotions. That's not masculine. No, no, no. no. You're not. We don't cry. We're not sensitive. We don't show affection very openly. We don't do those things. Bring home the most money in your nuclear family. You're not supposed to. You know that is what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to be the hunter and the gatherer and the provider. When it's totally okay if you know people that identify as women are excited about being the breadwinner and want to prioritize their career and not have children or be independent or enjoy sex and enjoy pleasure and to travel and to Mm -hmm. prioritize their needs and be outspoken and be loud and be audacious and to be leaders and it's okay for you know people that identify as men to be quiet and sensitive and emotional and soft and you know to to really embrace you know femininity and softness and kindness and compassion and these are things that are not usually associated with what it means to be quote-unquote woman Mm. or or uh quote-unquote uh masculine right so it's, it's it's really interesting even the things like from childhood the type of things like you were talking about toys like we were talking about sports if your parents were really big sports fans when you were having a baby and mm-hmm. they wanted to get you like sports paraphernalia or like jerseys or like a football or something like that and you know if if it's a like a a baby with a JJ then the sports paraphernalia has to be paraphernalia wow it has to be pink it has, has to, to be, be a pink, pink jersey yeah. it has to be a pink football which is just so fucking stupid i hated pink growing up right like i've just now started to like pink okay also it's just a toy like Mm-mm. but again why like, are we already putting that type of pressure right. on an infant right they're a brand new human being it's a clean slate right. number one like kids don't really care for like the colors of these things like you mm-hmm. can get them brown so you can give that baby a damn wooden spoon a pot in a pan 
when that baby can hold things you can just sing along and clap with that baby we don't need to be talking about gender that early and then as they develop they're going to know who they are without my mom telling me that I was a girl I still would have known that I was a girl when I was growing up um without my mom telling my brother that he was a boy he still would have known that he was a boy because I still identify that way and so does he and there's nothing that I've been conditioned even though I went through like a tomboy phase I believe it or not hated to wear dresses I would not wear I wanted to wear slacks to everything all the time I wanted jeans I shopped in the boys section until like I was in high school I think the first pair of like quote unquote like fitted girl pants that I got I was 13 Mm. or 14 see and like it it all makes a lot more sense because like there are a lot of times where I don't feel like I fall on either side of the mm-hmm. spectrum um, and fit somewhere in the middle. And mm-hmm. so it makes so much sense to why I was so against my mom pushing me into these dresses and stuff the whole time. Mm-hmm. I would have felt so much more comfortable wearing something similar to what my dad wore because he always was dressed to the nines and looked damn good, mm-hmm. even in, in salmon uh, sports coat. So mm-hmm. uh, like stuff like that, like I preferred and she, my mom eventually started letting me, you know, buy more boyish clothes, uh, whether it was cargo shorts or I always had hats and hats at the time weren't viewed as like girly at all Mm -hmm. so i mean she kind of started letting me figure my figure it out for myself but ultimately like if it were up to her i would still be wearing those to this day Mm -hmm. and like the frilliest of frilly dresses right i fucking hate them and that was why it was so important to me when you started to talk about well like i I don't know And I'm just like, oh, okay, so this is something different. How do we explore that for you? Mm-hmm. Like, how can I affirm you in that way? Oh, great. You like this outfit? Do we need to find you clothes that look like this? And the way that you felt when you tried those things on was like on the most confident that I've seen you. The only way that you became more confident and more comfortable was just when you got your hair cut. That was it. You were just like, oh, okay, well, this is how this is supposed to feel. Yeah. This is what's comfortable. Well, when my hair was long, I felt like a lot of that imposter syndrome type mm-hmm. stuff. Like part of this fits, but the rest of it doesn't. And I don't know how to wear, wear. Mm-hmm. I don't know where to start. I don't know how to adjust this. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you were very affirming and it really, really did help yeah. to have my spouse be that person that was like, oh, you want to do? Okay, let's do it mm-hmm. here. Um, let me create you an entire Pinterest board and let me fix all your outfits for you. And, <laughs> oh, this is the way you want. Okay, let's get some pictures of this. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, and you want it cut like, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, let's do it. Yeah. And everybody deserves that. And we didn't, I didn't have to, no one ever had to tell you Mm -hmm. like, oh, this is what this means for you. It's just like, oh no, well, what makes you feel the most comfortable? Absolutely. In the same way that you still had a feeling, even if it is like in hindsight for Mm -hmm. you, imagine what a difference that would have made had you been able to make those decisions for yourself when you were five or six or seven or eight or nine or 10. Oh, 100%. I feel like like my confidence levels would be completely different. Exactly. Um, And like, even now, had you not been so affirming, uh, like, first of all, I probably wouldn't have cut my hair. Mm -hmm. But even had I made that decision, like my parents reaction to that, or like other people's reaction to that would have impacted me so much more Mm -hmm. uh, in a negative way Mm -hmm. than it did because of how supportive you were. Yeah. So I don't know if I know that I tell you thank you and stuff a lot, but I really do like I'm so grateful to have you as a spouse and for I you love to be you so, much. so supportive and affirming. I just yeah, want you a to wee be lady. happy and feel safe and comfortable and yeah. confident. Like that's all that I want for you. Honestly. I'm happy because you're happy. I'm content with your contentment. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? 
Like, why would I want you to feel anything besides that? Well, you know, a lot of people have, you know, when they enter in a marriage or they're in a relationship, they have expectations for the other person, how they should look, how they should act, things of that sort. And Mm -hmm. they, uh, if those change, then their viewpoint towards their spouse can change. Mm -hmm. And so I think, you know, that was a fear of mine, but I always knew that, uh, like, you love me regardless. So like it, you have always felt like a safe place to explore those things with. Yeah. But other people don't necessarily have that. Yeah. So that's why I say I'm grateful. Because you're a wee lady. You're a wee lady. I love you so much. Um, it's really so much. interesting um, when you kind of phrase things like that, that people just don't have that safety. And also, like, the only expectations, I feel like we've always been very transparent about what our expectations are of our relationship, what we wanted our marriage to look like. And even just the language that we use now, like safety and affirmation and um, honesty and support have always been what we have Mm -hmm. agreed to, what we've agreed to, have be our foundation yeah and I don't know like something else that I feel like we've always agreed on too is that the only expectation that we have is that you know we're going to support each other and we're going to affirm each other and we're going to be honest with each other but also we've made a commitment to growth and whatever that growth looks like for one of us or for the other like we have agreed and I think do really really well with like holding space Mm -hmm. for what that growth means and what that entails and how we can best support each other through that growth so for you this was growth into okay well maybe I feel a little bit more like non-binary sure I want to embrace these other parts of whatever and I'm just like rad awesome how can I help (laughs) how how can I affirm you with that and so like I feel like that's been like a big thing for you whereas you have been really supporting and affirming of me through like my mental health things and going through the things with the family so we've both had these really big individual parts that the other has had to kind of adjust and form and soften to and be malleable so that we can yeah. hold space in the way that we needed to individually grow. And it still helps us to grow together yeah. too. Yeah. Um, one example I can think of um, would be space that I would have for you would be like finding your uh, career path mm-hmm. or like what you want to what or what <laughs> you want to do and finding that niche for yourself and, mm-hmm. Uh, cause like once you find it, like that shit's going to blow up, uh, cause you're just so good. It's so many different things. I'm excited to, to watch you do that. Yeah. Like with your voiceover work lately, it's been really cool to listen to you do that. Yeah. Yeah. I always like listening to all your different accents and voices for different people and stuff. Yeah. You do a great job. Thanks. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, it's just like, life is weird. Life is weird. But the fun thing about like a marriage and relationships is that you get to decide what that looks like for you. That's the fun thing about being a parent is that you get to decide what to do. But I do feel like there are right ways to approach those things and wrong ways to approach those things. And, you know, something that feels more right to me and my heart and my mind is like holding space and being affirming mm-hmm. and not forcing any expectations on your partner the same way that you wouldn't on your kids. 
you know, you can't, you have to hold space and let people grow because we're not meant to just be boxed in. And there's Mm -hmm. so much more to us than, you know, if we decided to have kids or even for like my biological spawn, there's so much more that they are going to be able to achieve and to feel and different ways that they're going to be able to grow that I won't be able to understand or that I can't fathom because their life experience is going to be so wildly different from mine and what mine is and what mine was when I was growing up. And, you know, just holding space is very important. I think is what my point is. Yeah. You do a really good job of that and of affirming people in general, not just me, but everyone. Especially you. Yeah. Especially me. Especially. (laughs) But yeah, I've, I think it's great. And also, like, stop doing genital reveal parties because it's gross. Um, Yeah, like, why are you telling people about what's in your kid's pants? That's weird. It's really weird. It really is weird. Kind of like people asking, like, did you consummate your marriage yet? When are you guys going to have kids? I'm like, why is everybody so obsessed with everyone's, like, junk? Chill. Oh, you're trans? Did you have the surgery why are we so obsessed with like genitalia why doesn't maybe if it doesn't matter if it's baby genitalia adult genitalia innies outies belly range rovers get it outy range rovers i don't know yeah belly buttons are gross i I don't want to talk about belly buttons (laughs) like outy belly buttons that that's a it's a it's a a weird thing for me. <coughs> I don't not love you if you have an Audi belly button. Just know I'm uncomfortable thinking about your Audi belly button. Okay. Um, I know it's not your fault. I know you don't have any control over it. I'm not going to openly bash mm. Audi belly buttons. I just have feelings um, about Audi belly buttons. And I'm very uncomfortable. So that being said, that's the end of this episode. <laughs> Um, now that I'm just thinking about belly buttons, scabs, and the apocalypse. So make sure to follow us on social (laughs) media. You can follow us on Instagram at sweetesthoney.love. You can follow us on Twitter at sweetesthoneypod. That's P-O-D like podcast. You can email us at info at sweetesthoney.love. And we love you guys. We hope that you are having a great week, day, morning, afternoon, whatever time of Mm whatever. Whatever. If you want a, a baby shower uh, planner, hit Tiffany up. Yeah, um, but probably don't. I don't really want to talk to people that much right now, um, especially if you're asking <laughs> me for stuff. Like, like you can tell me about things. We can talk about like topics. But like, if you just like need something, I don't have the capacity for that right now. Um, but like, I love you. And oh, I meant like pay her to do that. Oh yeah. So. Oh, but like if we t- if you're talking money, okay, <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, we love you guys <laughs> and we hope that you're well and doing okay. And we know that times are stressful and it's gonna be okay. Um, just don't fuck up and do dumb stuff. And if your friends are doing dumb stuff, call them out because they're wrong. <laughs> okay. We love you guys and we will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.